Dylan. You're really good at singing. Thanks. Was that singing? I was just kind of saying your name weird. Oh. Yeah. I don't even know if I recognize that was my name. I don't listen to you anymore. I haven't listened to you in years. How's your day? Day is, is a rough start. It's <laughs> a rough, rough start. I um this uh I don't think I've ever had a day that wasn't a rough start. Oh, because th- that moment when I uh, open my eyes in the morning and you realize that you've made it through the night, it's a horrible feeling. Right. Really, <laughs> I've never been a fan. Yeah, that's you're just like not again. But then you get going. You right. get that shower. Have a couple beers for breakfast. A couple beers for breakfast. Yeah. And then you're good to go. Yeah. You know, it was just tough. You know, we, we were on like a, a mission to find sugar cubes and it was just wearing us down and, um, you know, but we finally got them. So I had no idea how difficult it was to locate sugar cubes. I mean, try to think of the last time that you saw one, really saw one. Didn't think you saw one. But like, I think <laughs> Physically my, saw one. Because I think my problem is we were going through the sugar aisles and things and there, there are a lot of them are in boxes. So I'm like, that's it. Nope. No. That's it. Nope. There should just be a bucket of cubes. In every uh, aisle, every, yeah. In every supermarket, yeah. And it's like also, they're fucking free. Just take them. <laughs> right. It's the least you could do. It's the le- hey, we'll get to sugar cubes later. Oh, sorry. Why, sure. No, we don't have to say sorry. Mm. I'm not sorry. <laughs> um. So this is our uh, 19th episode. We have one more after that, which will then be considered our first season. Yeah. Woo. Of don't be an idiot, and. Uh, I, what, you know, it's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, you know, they call them seasons, but they really don't have anything to do with seasons. Yeah, you I feel like I mean? everybody just needs a break. Every, <laughs> from us? No, I mean from, like from other podcasts are like, yeah, it's a season. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> I just keep going. Now I'm just yeah. Um, so uh, we we had an interesting weekend. So my uh, mm-hmm. my parents had a a party. They live in New Jersey, and. Uh, and there, you know, my uncle was down and my cousins and, um, Uncle Mike, uh, Uncle Mike, who's if the man. You're listening. Yeah. He's the man. So he brought some, uh, we had like a uh, kindred spirits. He brought some really cheap Pittsburgh beer called, yeah. uh, Iron City. And right. And I, he came in the room and I was like, Uncle Mike, I, this is so cool. I love Iron City. He's like, no, you don't. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I, I do. He's like, you know what we call it in, uh, in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. I'm like, what? Iron shitty. That's good. That's so good. That's good. Yeah. So we got a we got a photo op with my uncle Mike and uh, my cousin Kaylee and Iron City. It's like my yeah. new favorite beer. Yeah. And I don't think you can buy it anywhere around here. No. Um, yeah, it's just cool. You know, years ago, me and Timmy and Jess, we, we went on a road trip to Chicago. And on the way back, Timmy, our, our friend Timmy said, uh, <laughs> you, all know. you all know Timmy. You all know by now. You all hate Timmy. Um it's like when you have a friend, you keep saying like to another friend, you're like, you know, my friend so-and-so. They're like, yeah, yeah you don't have yeah, to say yeah, that yeah, anymore. Shut up. You don't have to say my friend anymore. <laughs> right, right. Um, but on the way back, we were passing uh, Pittsburgh and he's like, you know, there's a sandwich shop there called the Primanti Brothers. Let's get in there. Mm. And It sounds like there's a lot of good lunch meats in there. It's like a famous, it's like, a, it's like a uh, on TV, like it's like been on one of those. Yeah. Anyway. The guy said, I said, give me a beer. And he's like, here's an iron shitty. Nice. So until Uncle Mike brought them, that was the only one I ever had. Yeah. Well, that was cool that he brought them. Mm-hmm. Also, he he uh, told me a pretty fascinating anecdote. And Albert was there to hear it. I've always... Oh, like a family anecdote, right? A famidote. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Family-dote. So I always... Um, my mom always told me that she was going to name me Pierce. 
And uh, and she's like, I just imagined you on a football team running down the 40-yard line. Pierce. Okay. Number 40. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. All right. And for you listening there, if you know Ryan, then you know like that's been like a long-running joke about he, he was almost... He was almost named Pierce and right. this whole thing, but I never, I never even questioned the idea of why your mom, dude, me neither, suggested that. Yeah, I had no and idea. And now you saying the football that even makes sense. Tell the story; it's right. crazy. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. So, so apparently, my great grandfather was named Pierce Torrance. Yeah, which is a, a powerful it's name. A powerful name, and his nickname was Spike. Yeah. Pierce when your Spike Torrance. And your name is Pierce. You don't need a nickname. <laughs> no, but you're then on- he still got like that that means he was so badass. Yeah, you're born with a nickname and then right. you're given a nickname <laughs> right. on top of that. Right. So this guy, I, I mean, I just don't know anything about him. And my uncle Mike is like telling me this. I'm like, wait, Pierce Spike Torrance? This guy's awesome. He worked at the mill in Pittsburgh. Worked at the, you know, mill. the steel mill. Right. And then um apparently he was like this amazing football player. Right. And the story goes that he was in some league and uh, I guess against Jim Thorpe was on the other team. Right. And he spiked the football in Jim Thorpe's face. And that's how he got the nickname. And that's how he got the nickname Spike. And then we were all Come just there, on. mouths agape. Mouths agape. I mean. That's pretty cool. It is cool. I've like, I really feel some pride with that. Now I wish my name was Pierce. I mean, dude, you can have to have some sons. Do whatever we want. I know we can just change our names. We your name both Pierce. be called. Hey, your name's Spike. I'm. I I get to be Spike. You can be Spike. Spike and Pierce. Spike Sounds and Pierce. Good. Um, cool, man. It's nice to have a new name. Yeah. Also, uh, Albert and I go camping in Jim Thorpe a lot with our ah, friends Alex and Roger. Right. And uh, um, there's a absinthe bar. At in, least there was the yeah, last there time was. we went there. I think it's still there. That would be great. And uh, so we thought because my great grandfather spiked a football in Jim Thorpe's face, and there's an absinthe bar in Jim Thorpe, that we would get absinthe for the episode. And also, and that's we where were, the sugar cubes come into play. That's a, yeah. And we were trying to think of a drink to do today, and Ryan reminded me that a uh, nickname for absinthe was Green Fairy. Green Fairy. Yeah. And we've talked about fairies a couple times on <laughs> that's here. True. Really like fairies now. Yeah, um, we do like fairies. Uh, they're, well, they're just so much cooler than I ever realized. Yeah. So let's pour let's pour our water over our sugar cubes, and then uh, let's see who's going first. Yeah, we're gonna do it the old fashioned way here. What is the old fashioned way? Well, there's like this uh, strainer with a sugar cube on top. How many times can we say sugar cube today? And uh, and then you pour water over the cube, uh, and the water falls down into the strainer. No. The sugar melts down in the strainer. You mix it up, you and it. then you drink it down. Oh yeah, baby, Charlie Brown. Absinthe spoons are so cool. They—I don't know why they haven't made it into you know every single kitchen drawer. You know, I guess I just feel like not enough people are drinking absinthe. No, <laughs> and it's not even real absinthe anymore. Like the crazy stuff from you know 1901, and people are freaking out. Yeah, with the wormwood in it. Yeah, the yeah. wormwood. Uh, the uh, best wood. The finest wood. The finest oh. wood is the wormwood. I feel like fairies probably hung out quite often around wormwood, which is maybe why it was called Green Fairy. That was the uh, first. Uh, established fairy town was Wormwood. Wormwood, PA. <laughs> Road trip. Road trip. <laughs> Wormwood, PA. All right. Well, cheers, buddy. This is to uh, to uh, Pierce Torrance. To the, Spike. The Spike. Yeah. And Uncle Mike. Mm.
And Uncle Mike and my cousin Kaylee, who was awesome. And your aunt, too. I don't want to leave her out. She was great. Aunt Sherry. Aunt Sherry. Aunt Maureen. All of them. And my other cousin Kelsey. (laughs) Well, they're actually my mom's side. The Hannigans. Oh, the Hannigans. Oh, the Hannigans. Oh, Oh, the Hannigans. All right. Well, cheers. Here we go. Wow. I really like absinthe. So do I. It's nice. You know, I, when I was uh, younger, I really hated black licorice. Like, I just thought that, I was like, why would that ever be a candy? It's not delicious. Yeah. And now I've grown to really like it. And Sambuca. Well, I don't eat the licorice, but like Sambuca yeah. and this tastes like that. Yeah, it's all it's good. way cooler looking. Smoky. Ah, smoky licorice. All right, buddy. So what's so going on today? How we had, how are we choosing who goes first? Mm. All right, so we decided to... We're going to play a, a, an entire game of the game of life. So it's going to take <laughs> on a while. Air. On air. On air. It's going to yeah. be a 12-hour episode. Yeah. I have no concept of how long it takes to play life, actually. Um, it takes too long, but not as long as Monopoly. <laughs> also, real life. That takes forever. Yeah. Forever to finish. Yeah. I noticed. I think life is one of those games that's ultimately boring. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So we, But we do have the spinner. It's a pretty nice spinner. Um Numbers one through ten. We're gonna keep it nice and simple. Mm-hmm. We'll both spin. Whoever I think has we each the... spin twice. Each spin twice. Yeah, that yeah. would be nice. Yeah, yeah. What's the significance of that? Um, I don't know. Just to like, then because there's like, some yeah, hope. Uh, yeah, okay. Like if I spin it, I'm I'm gonna lose. Oh, like I know when you I'm do rock, lose. Uh, but you know what? Like best two out of three kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I right. like that. All right. So, but I was thinking we just add up. Oh, okay. Yes. Two spins. This guy. Right. This guy's got that all. That way, if I get a two, rules. I feel like I can still get a ten afterwards right. and win. All right. So why don't you spin twice? Okay. Should we spin to see who goes first? No. Nah, just you go. Crazy. Right. You go. Yeah, too yeah. many That's spins. Too many spins. Here we go. All right. I don't know if I've ever. I actually have a. I detest all board games. All right. It's a five. And it's red. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you gotta spin again. It's like a maroonish red. Go again right now. Yeah. And a six. What does that add up to? Oh, boy. Tommy? 11. Yes. Oh, oh by yeah. the way, we, we might as well uh, acknowledge the elephant in the room here. Not that you're not an elephant. You're an elephant not that you're fat. But that's an idiom. We have to use them. I got a 10. A 10. And I got a six. Oh, my gosh. Oof. Looks so, like um, I'm a winner today. You are. And um, it's the first for me. Anyway, so here's what I just wanted to say real quick. We have a good friend of ours, Tommy Avaloni, uh, who is, we're trying out a little experiment here. We're actually filming an episode. Right. Uh, maybe you'll get to see some of the footage. Maybe. We um, definitely don't want to see it. I, I, can't, I don't. I can't see myself. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Although he does have those cameras that make you look better in the picture than in oh, real life, I which is kind of nice. Cameras. I'm just going to print one out and put it in my mirror. I love those cameras. All right, now you ready for idiom number one? Yes. Of episode 19. Congratulations, by the way, on winning the spin. Thank you. I've, I'd like to look at, it would be interesting to go and see how many you've won and how many I've won. You know, that could be like some bonus We features. should do that on episode 20. We're going to do, you guys, what we're going to do on episode 20, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. All right. Fireworks inside. At, here at Don't Be an Idiom, we've always got deadlines to meet. Oh, dear me. No, I, I didn't pick it today. <laughs> I have researched it a little. Oh, man. I, you know what? Can I be really honest with yeah, you? Yeah, be honest. Um, when we decided to do this show, yeah. the very f- leading up to the very first show, yeah. I was doing my internet search and I was like, you know, 
typed in idioms like that are like yeah yeah like weird or dark or all that stuff and deadline did come up on my list but right. i didn't i didn't research it thoroughly so yeah yeah i do have an idea of where it okay comes so from. you know so where I, it comes I'm, from. I'm sorry but i i'm i've always wanted to know all about it you want all the deets yeah well, let me give you deets. today's meaning right yeah yeah deadline is that you have something that needs to be due and that's the absolute last minute yeah the last like if it's not here by now um you know, it's like a, it's a zero, right? Time limit. Time limit. It's God, it's really newspaper jargon. Anything. Newspaper jargon. Yeah, in the 1920s, the newspapers started adopting that. It's like, ah, you got a deadline to meet. Ah, deadlines are uh, big in the talkies. <laughs> They've all got the deadlines. <laughs> you got to talk fast if you want to make the deadline. Right. So, yeah, so that's where it got popularized. Um, you you might as well tell me the overarching place where meet the deadline comes from or just the the word deadline i just you know i just this is crazy because i was scrambling today and it it's been it's on this old list of mine and yeah. I, I just you know i always consider so what's the overarching thing yeah like where it comes from you can just just tell me where it comes from okay what i think i know yeah civil Do war yeah it's from the civil war all right but i'm gonna tell you the details i want you to tell me yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks um all right so we've already met Abraham Lincoln a couple times mm -hmm. and on this episode on this uh, podcast so um, deadline comes from American Civil War 1861 1865 and specifically it comes from this prison camp in Georgia did you, did you look up anything about this I don't know about the specific prison camp but I yeah. have heard of a prison camp by the way thanks because I never knew when the Civil War actually was <laughs> happening I, like dates I'm so terrible as you know yeah all right, so uh, the Andersonville Prison Camp, which is also called Camp Sumter, which is in Georgia. Okay. All right, so this was like the a very bad place. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like it's, it was a, almost a death camp. It was mm -hmm. built to hold 10,000 prisoners that were caught by the Confederates, and they stuffed like 45,000 dudes in there. I thought you meant actually stuffed for a second, like stuffed in mountains. Like it was a ground, like yeah, a hole like, in the ground. Is, uh, no, like um, taxidermy. <laughs> We're gonna stuff these. Oh my god! So like they would kill a soldier and then stuff them, yeah. and then they would just prop them up yeah. in the on like the acres of yeah. land. Yeah, it was that would have been horrifying. That would be horrifying. Like oh, it's a taxidermy camp. It's right, disgusting. We're gonna you win the you, war. You win. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, we're going. Union's gonna go home. Yeah. Actually, I don't know where that would be. The eyes are so lifeless. Where would they get all of the um, sawdust? Eye, the glass eyeballs. Oh, sawdust they, in the 1860s was easy to come by. Right. Yeah. So I, I thought you were going to say, where are we going to get all the sawdust? Endless yeah. amounts of trees. Um, the, the eyes. Well, they can't afford glass because glass was like for was for Victorians. <laughs> what? What does that mean? You know, the Victorian era? Yeah. yeah. 1890s in Shh. England. I, if, you're if you're selling it, I'm buying it. <laughs> no, just, people, you know, come up to me. Glass come up the to me on the street and yeah. say, hey, Albert, um, this happened at this date yeah. from zero to 2000. No, right. negative. BC right. to 2000. I'll be like, sounds good to me, sounds pal. Sounds good to me. Well, no, I think that... Uh, it, they they had access to glass eyeballs, I think. Well, someone had to blow them. Maybe they had a glass blower. You know what would be interesting is if uh, if they hired a Confederate soldier to be the glass yeah. eyeball blower. Yeah. So one guy is like, I gotta make all these eyeballs. He was also <laughs> <We're> mentally. <laughs> I gotta make all these eyeballs. 
how did I get wrapped into this? <laughs> and he's like, and every once in a while, he just stubs, he just chooses uh, two meatballs. Right. He's like, so like every once in a while, like one out of 1,000 soldiers just has meatball eyes. Uh, right. And uh, like, that's his little. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the captain's like, oh, Maron. <laughs> oh, Maron. Wait, he, does he like this, the meatball he eyes? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's in, um, he's, he's just charmed by him. Yeah. Like, I feel like at first he was like, "This, what am I? What am I gonna do with this guy, yeah, the yeah. captain?" He's like, the, "I wanted somebody Italian, but I had no idea." <laughs> that's good. Like the captain <laughs> is so enamored with the Italian taxidermy eyeball maker yeah. that he kind of adopts an Italian accent just because yeah. he just likes this. Oh right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. So he's like, "Oh, what am I gonna do with this Italian eyeball maker?" <laughs> hey, give me so many the headache, <laughs> but he makes a beautiful eyeball. That's true. Eyeball. Eyeball. Long Island. Um, I feel like they could do a really nice montage of him working. Like yeah. working and sweating and like like if they had the music was funny. Yeah, he's got like a sledgehammer you know? for some reason. Yeah. And it's just him smashing eyeballs. <laughs> and then the, the general comes in the door and he's like shaking his I head. I want you to like, make oh. the eyeballs. Right. I want yeah. you to make the eyeballs, not break them. And he's like, oh, I'm around. So um, they packed these this particular prison camp and it seems like the the union and the confederacy both had pretty horrible prison camps i mean mm-hmm. like it's you know the 1860s nothing good was going on, on no the, one on showering the, frequently no god no so um imagine like forty thousand guys in a place that was only meant for ten thousand mm. they had um heaven 15 foot stockades so like surrounding this so there's like walls of you know like made of logs and then 20 feet in around the whole perimeter was the deadline right and that was like sometimes it was like an invisible or imaginary line sometimes it was like actually pieces of wood you know kind right. of surrounding it and if you got too close to that or crossed it Right. You would be shot and killed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was the part that I had heard a little bit about. Right. But what I didn't know is that the place was basically four times, it was packed like to four times its capacity. It's almost like, how could you not go over the deadline? Right. Because you said it was like, especially right? if it was imaginary. I mean, like, it's just right. like, all right, everyone just needs to know that, you know, if you <laughs> cross over this imaginary line, which is 20 feet from the wall right. of the prison camp, we're going to shoot and kill you. Right. So. That's the thing. You, you're saying sometimes it wasn't even like scratched in the ground. No. That that leaves a, a window for a lot of devious behavior. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, totally. Like if you get a bad guard, you'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like, what was that about? I'd be like, oh, he, cro- pretty, he, he crossed That's pretty close. Yeah. That's pretty close. It's close. <laughs> I hate that guy. You really didn't like the, the cut of his jib. No. <laughs> the worst jib. The worst jib. Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, Naturally, you know, you have Confederate soldiers surrounding a Union prison camp. They're gonna just going to take advantage of that. Right. It's like, that was kind of 20 feet. Yeah. I'm going to kill him. And this, you know, that, that just stopped guys from trying to escape. What a grisly, um, what a grisly beginning to something that's used in such stupid situations now. Right. It's like, ah, I got this deadline for this paperwork that no one's going to read. Yeah. And then like, but somebody was getting... Murdered, murdered. <laughs> yeah, killed. back in the day, right? Yeah, um, 
Yeah. And that's the thing. Like there's always these just boring things that we say and they come from yeah. something so grisly. Everything's boring That's now. pretty much what Everything learned. back then was, was crazy, horrible, crazy but cool. exciting, right. horrible. So about a hundred dead bodies a day were, were taken from this prison camp and just, you know, buried in mass graves. But these guys, I saw some right. pictures. It was like the Holocaust. I mean, yes. there was not enough food, no food. Basically, they had like cornmeal. That was it. But they had nothing to cook it with. Um, And there was just dysentery and disease just wiping people out. Yeah, no toilets. There's no no toilets. And there was a creek that ran through it. But it was their only method of bathing and drinking. Was the creek. And it was their bathroom. So it was like all three of those things. So that's going to lead to... Oh, yeah, a lot of problems. problems. See now, if I'm if I'm in that camp, I'm gonna go wherever the creek's entering. You know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get posted up right there, like right when the creek comes into the fence. I'm like, this is my spot. You know, but it's like in an airport no one, where people are no waiting one. for their luggage. You know how they wait? They, people, so many people yes. crowd around when yes. the luggage comes out initially. Yes. Initially, you want to go far away. But there's no people. Yeah, but think about it. But like, then you're getting all the dirty creek well, water. Well, right, because then whoever is touching it, all their, or, like, who knows what they're using it for that day? Drinking, <laughs> brushing their teeth, shitting. Yeah, right. You know, so you got to get right up against that fence and ne- post up. You've got to post up, up at the fence. What if that's where it comes from? Oh, my gosh. It probably doesn't. Probably doesn't. Um, so, uh, although there, there was this, uh, like, these guys are praying for water. And a spring just appeared one day called Providence Spring, and it's still there Whoa. in the town today. Praying for water, yeah, and they were it like, appeared in the camp? water, and a spring, a spring happened to just emerge from within the camp Whoa. one day. But it, like, it wasn't enough water for anyone to... Sure. I mean, I, I imagine the dude would look down and was like, oh my God, there's water. I'm going to drink this entire thing right now. <laughs> um, so anyway... A couple things that I thought you would find interesting. Um, a group of guys emerged. These were prisoners. From called the, the spring. From the spring. They came out of the water. Um, no, they were called the Raiders. And oh, yeah. It was a, a group of prisoners who banded together, mm-hmm. and they were like, bad like they would kill other prisoners and take any of their belongings if they had food they would club them to death whoa and so within the within the prisoner camp we had like this group of really bad, bad dudes emerge yeah. who were union soldiers but they were just like killing other screw it we're just soldiers. gonna kill and right. get and take whatever we want even though they had almost nothing <sighs> yeah because the soldiers that were put in the prison camp were like stripped of their like watches and their guns obviously and like usually their clothing and they just had nothing dignity dignity so much dignity um well you know i mean that's like prisons now right i mean like i feel like you you get a bunch of people well see that's the thing though they weren't criminals but you know anyway like i feel like if you put a bunch of people together with no resources there is a really high chance that people are just gonna be like i gotta like i gotta do me here (laughs) yeah 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 Come on, Big George. But eventually, uh, Peter Big Pete Aubrey. Cool. Big Pete. He started the Regulators. Oh, cool. And these were like, like we're going to get all the Raiders and we're going to bring them down. So they're like the good Union soldier prisoner guys. So it's like the bad, the bad prisoners rose up and then there's the good, the good prisoners right. come and beat him down. And they even made a jury within the prison to tr- <laughs> put the Raiders on trial. Really? Yeah. And like, because there was like a judge that was just a union soldier who was there. So they're like, you're our judge. We're going to make a jury. 
and Big Pete oh. captured all of the Raiders, put them on trial. Wait, Big Pete went out and got them oh, all? Oh, yeah, Big Pete got oh, them. Oh, God, I'd like to see that man. He's probably, he's probably got a girth to mm, him. So much girth. Not in a sexual way. No, no, no. In a very platonic way. Platonic Bro- girth. Broad shoulder. <laughs> so, yeah, very broad. Monkey man. Um, but they, uh, yeah, they were all guilty because everyone knew. I mean, like, out of 45,000 okay. people... God, that must have been a big camp. 45,000? Well, it must have been a small camp with a lot of way too many people in it. That's the one. Right? But anyway, Big Pete got him. They were guilty. He made the Raiders run the gauntlet, did the ball and chain. Um, Six of them were hanged. I don't even know how they did this. Run the gauntlet, did the ball and chain. This all sounds like stuff. This sounds awesome. They were sent to the stocks. They must, ah, have had the to, stocks. they must have had to build all that stuff like within the camp with whatever they found. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I'm kind of surprised that the uh, Confederate uh, soldiers were like, not like, hey, stop, stop all that. <laughs> stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting very close to the deadline here. Well, they're bored. They're, they want to watch some entertainment. You know what? All of a sudden, they're watching the Raiders and the Regulators like, oh, that's kind of entertaining. You know what? I, Stay I, away from that I, deadline. I would bet you. <laughs> I bet you that that was what they were doing, watching all that crazy stuff. <laughs> what else do they have to do? That's awesome. Well, it's not awesome, no, no, but, no, no, it, no. but it is very interesting. Right. Um, so, yeah, the last thing is uh, the, the, the guy who was in charge of it. His name was uh, Henry Wurz, Captain Henry Wurz. In charge of it, of the whole prison? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was one of two people in all of the Civil War tried for war crimes. That's how bad this prison camp was. Oh, wow. And... Uh, there, he actually he let five Union soldiers. He paroled them to go ask the Union to reinstate prison swapping. Okay, so, just to because it was so disgusting and so horrible. He's like, listen, if you free some of our Confederate soldiers, you guys can take these Union soldiers, so right. we can just like open up some space here. <laughs> and the Union said, no. Oh, yeah, because they they didn't want to get rid of their Confederate prisoners. Wow. Yeah. Man. Who, I wonder who the other guy was, the other war crime guy. Oh, I wrote his name down. Really? Yeah, he was like a Civil War guerrilla um, fighter. He was, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wasn't a guerrilla. He was, an, he was an a agent. giant. His name was his, Champ Ferguson. His name was Champ? Yeah. But wow, he was. It was a bad champ. He was a bad dude. He was a champ at being terrible. Yeah. So anyway, next time you've got a deadline to meet, you think of those Civil War soldiers in the prison camp. I stay will. Stay 20 feet away. I will. It's probably. Well, that's why I tell everyone. Yeah. Just stay 20 <laughs> feet away from me. I need this space. And, and don't, make any, don't make any noise. <laughs> right. Yeah, so there you go. I like it. Cool. See that? I, I knew I was going to learn something from that anyway. All right, good. I'm glad I taught you something. And now. Four. It is time. Don't say four. Oh. <laughs> now it is time for now. It is time to say we do some effects there. Okay, it's a good idea. We started doing that. Yeah, it's none of your business. You don't. Nobody gets to see it raw, Tommy, with the looks. <laughs> Tommy with the looks. All right, here we go. Ryan, I actually had a feeling today that you were gonna pick. No, not pick this one, but you've already researched this one too, mm. and I still feel like I'm right. What? Um, I just, I just really don't anyone. I don't anyone. I don't want anyone. To steal my thunder. Steal my thunder. Did not know. No? No, I, I don't know anything oh, about Oh, man, steal this my one's thunder. right up your alley for multiple reasons. I like the thunder stuff. Yeah. Steal my thunder. Yeah, so to steal one's thunder, yeah. you know. Means to, uh, like, when you've trumped someone, like, you've, sh- you, uh, God, how do you, how do you define that? When you steal what someone's big idiot? moment. 
you steal take, the big moment. Yeah, take the big moment away from someone. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I've probably stolen some thunder before. I know my thunder's been taken away a lot of times. Oh my god, I have so little thunder. So little thunder. <laughs> I was born so loud. <laughs> we should have a thunder measuring uh, contest one day. Wonderful. Who's you heard it the- here fo- first, folks. <laughs> For first, folks, we're gonna we're gonna have a thunder measuring contest. All right, so um, that's what "steal my thunder" means. Yeah, I mean the meeting that uh, that I picked yeah, up was g- yeah, like give it to me. using ideas devised by others for one's own advantage. Mm. All right, yeah. that's a little different than what I said, but that well, makes more sense. You know, no, I actually think the way that you said it is the way that I have always heard, like that feeling when someone says it. It's like, yeah, they stole my thunder, and it does always seem like this big moment sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know it can it can be applied to you know, even littler things. I, I believe anytime mm. that you're using someone else's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To further your own gains. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So you want me to guess? Where do you where think it... it comes from? Gosh, gosh, gosh. All right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go back to Renaissance England. All oh, Renaissance. There was a magician mm. and a baker. Ah. Okay. You following me? I am following you. The magician. He was a traveling magician. Yeah. Traveled far and wide. Yeah. All the tricks. Because it's easy for a magician. They just poof, go, and go. Poof, go, and go. (laughs) PGG. That might be the title of the episode. (laughs) Um, So he was on a stage and he was doing his thing. Whatever those, whatever magic tricks were happening in the 1600s. And uh, very impressive. Right. Quite impressive. Actually made it thunder once. Okay, it was a little thunder. Yeah, like a wee. Like, yeah, but it's like, all right, let's see you do yeah, better. Let's see you do it. All right, you're thunder. well. How about a thank you? A baker leaned against a tree behind the audience. Mm-hmm. And he was eating a piece of bread. Uh huh. And he said, "I can do better." Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then he made you know really really yeah right right emerge actually he pointed a baguette right at the sky okay and thunder just the skies opened up yes rain came down the magician was wet and he at the time had really nice hair like almost like Uh, a like a perm of 16th 17th century perm sort of thing and it was just downtrodden yeah and his pointed hat drooped yep yeah and the uh, baker quite literally stole the magician's thunder right and and one-upped him he did and now uh no one knows that they do now they do now though oh man i wonder you know that's to to steal a magician's thunder that seems very dangerous a dangerous but when you're a confident baker well, you can. Do yeah, anything. I mean, um, is that right? It's it's so right that I feel like we should, let's just thank you, everyone, and and this has been. Don't be an idiot. Uh, don't forget to check our Instagram. It's, it's a really great one. Um, no, it's not right. Oh, but I'm. I was also realizing that uh, while all that That's happened, wrong. I didn't get to make a funny guess about yours. You already knew. I know. I, I, I wish knew. I got to make that funny guess. I say, if you research something. Yeah, just, you lose. Just punch yourself. I'm in the, the face. loser, clearly. All right. Well, you just stole my thunder with mm. that with that guest. That mm-hmm. was wonderful. Really wonderful. Thank you. But no, the origin of this goes back to a, a guy named John Dennis, hmm. and he was an English critic and playwright. 
And uh, so he lived from... Was he during like Shakespeare's time? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> about Shakespeare or uh, dates, but I can tell you when he lived. He yeah, was tell me. 1658 to 1734. Post Shakespeare. Post Shakespeare. Post yeah. means after. <laughs> hey. All right. Very smart. Um, and he, he was from London. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. He started out as a really respected critic, mm-hmm. but he was a very poor playwright. Mm. So the, to me, I, you've talked about bad, like a, like bad playwrights before. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I'm just drawn to, I have they're a type, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, there's like those wigs and they're so, mm. they're so bad. Yeah, they are bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, go on. Um, so in uh, 1709, he wrote his terrible play, Appius in Virginia, mm. Appius in Virginia. Yeah. I don't know, um, and that that was that played at the Drury Lane Theater in London. Yeah, it played. It ran for three nights and then was canceled. Yikes! Not good enough. No, um, yeah, John was he was upset by that. <laughs> so get over it, dude. While making while like preparing for the play, he improved upon an old method of creating. Stage thunder, mm. you know, like yeah, the, yeah, right, right. Oh, Big some, metal sheets. Let's get some thunder in here. Metal sheets. Yeah, um, yeah. So his was the sheet one. Uh, it was the one that looked like the sheet, yeah. and you would like rumble it or bang it with a hammer or something yeah, yeah. like that. So um, when his play was canceled three nights later, the next show that that played in that theater was Macbeth. Nice. Yeah. We've already talked about that. I know. And One I know you swoop. Right. And I know you love Macbeth. Well, witches. Yeah. Blood. Skulls. Three of my favorite things. Right? Yeah. Well, that, that's Hamlet. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I know nothing about anything that's like refined, you know? You're refined. Quite. You need to wear more gold. Look more at me. More gold. Got 10 Look gold rings on. This is a lot of gold. <laughs> It's a bad day to lie, my friend. Bad We're filming this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, proof. All right, so Macbeth, Macbeth played at the same theater, and, you know, this guy, John Dennis, he was a critic, so yeah. he went to go see the show. Yeah. And he realized when he was watching Macbeth that he they used the thunder. his thunder Damn machine. It. Whoa. Right? Yeah. So the story goes like this. He leapt to his feet and shouted, that is my thunder. By God, the villains will play my thunder, but not my play. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm for real. I am shocked. Isn't that crazy? That, that is the origin of Steal My Thunder. Yeah, it's like the unquestioned origin of that. Wow. Yeah, that's why... I mean, the very first line of Macbeth is mm-hmm. actually a stage direction that says lightning, rain, and thunder, or whatever. Wouldn't that be funny if it was... He must have known immediately. Like immediately. Like, Hi, that's my thunder! Yeah. yeah. Well... Uh, here's where I would like to add my own little two cents here. Yeah, those get those two cents in. He clearly left his thunder machine there. And then he's acting like they stole. It's like, what, are we not going to use the thunder machine? Yeah, we need thunder for the play. Like, why didn't you take it with you? Yeah, idiot. Right. He's just like in his room alone with a thunder machine. It's <laughs> <just> like... <laughs> it's just not the same. <laughs> right. I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. But, you know, so so he was outraged and it was recorded like that that was his outburst. Yeah. And, um, but the thing is, is that the figurative phrase wasn't written down until like 1834 is the first time that it was it mm. was written. So, written down, yeah. Yeah, but it was believed that it was used a lot right. in between that, that time. Yeah, sure. And like, uh, this is what I was scribbling down is it, it first 
the first time that it happened was in the the True Sun in London, which was the publication, and yeah. uh, it was nothing much here. It's just they resolved, therefore, to punish the audacious editor who had stolen their thunder. That was like wow. the first recorded thing, and then it didn't. Um, end up in in the the oed mm-hmm. which by the way oxford like, english dictionary yeah so okay. okay being from audubon new jersey like <laughs> yeah. i would see that reference like the oed i was like i have no idea <laughs> and then i finally was like what is everybody talking about why does everybody care and then i looked up the oxford english dictionary um and then i was like oh you gotta pay for it like if you try Ooh, looking that up online yeah, you gotta pay yeah, for it yeah. that's how i knew it was really good that's yeah, a good one so uh that didn't that didn't even show up as like steal your steal one's thunder as like a defined phrase uh until like 1900 wow so it really was a long like you know that's like it's like like, over three centuries yeah four centuries it's crazy so i thought that was kind of kind of crazy how it took so long for it to get in print now look at us every single day don't you steal my thunder you know and i don't know about you being as we're both teachers but i feel like people are throwing around that sentiment sometimes or uh, or like saying it directly or like, don't make me look bad kind right. of thing, which yeah. is different because it's not like they took my thunder machine, but it's just like, I feel like sometimes, now nah, that's different. You know what? Most people don't even have thunder machines figuratively. <sighs> they don't? No. <laughs> that's lame. Right, right. Like most people don't even have any thunder. I mean, I'm looking at yours. It's beautiful. <laughs> I said figuratively though. Like metaphorically. Figuratively, literally. Literally, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. Um, Most people don't, don't create any figurative thunder. thunder. Right. Right. They but, just get mad at other people. But we, if you go on our blog, we have a lot of suggestions about how to make thunder. Yeah. We have a, we have a recipe about how to make yeah thunder. <laughs> All right. Give me the fun facts. Just a couple sugar cubes. All right. This it's, it's, it's a short list of fun facts today. So, um, John Dennis, uh, when he was in college, he was fined and dismissed from, from school for wounding a fellow student with a sword. Oh my God. That, that's just so the times, though. I know. Everyone has right. sword. I know. I feel like it's not that big of a deal, right? But it's pretty cool. It is cool. I do feel like this guy was also kind of a loose cannon because he, he had anger issues. He did. And he fell into obscurity later in life and was like poor. Oh. Like, I think he was like really respected. Then he then he just got bad. But I think he could have always been bad. Yeah. Is the, is the trick. All right. The last thing that I wanted to say is uh, if anybody was wondering what kind of thunder like how they used to make thunder sounds in old plays. I have a couple yeah. here. So it used to be just drums off stage, like, you know, hitting the drums for yeah, the yeah. thunder. And then there was a, they used to roll cannonballs across the floor above the stage. Great idea. To make thunder. Now there was this reference to saying, they said in the heavens above the stage. And mm. I didn't know if that was, I didn't have time to look up if that was like a, um, if it was like a term in, in like a like theater term, theater, like it's like, oh, the heavens are like up above. I don't know. Didn't look it up. That makes sense. Call in. Just above the, the, let us you, know. The audience is, yeah, calls. Just, you know, we just we'll call talk our about you on, on the air. Uh, then they, then there was the first thunder machine, uh, which was a wooden seesaw box, which they put cannonballs in. It was like, mm. boom, boom, and they just kept seesawing that. And then uh, there was the thunder runs, which were, they would roll balls like, they would roll different size balls at different times through these like long shoots, mm. these long wooden shoots upstairs. Love shoots. And, and then, and then that one that John Dennis made with the big metal, yeah, yeah. the big metal thing. So that's pretty much, pretty much what I got. That's probably more than you ever thought you would know about thunder machines. I mean, we need to get a new one. We got to update this one. Update it. <laughs> well, now you got YouTube. You can just look up thunder sounds. That's true. 
It's boring. And Mortal Kombat sounds. And we did spend a, a considerable amount of time um, for for those of you who listened to episode eighteen, right? Which had a lot of you know Japanese undertones yeah. and overtones and some midtones and too. Midtones being... too. Yeah, we uh, we looked up uh, just we like watched all of the Mortal Kombat fatalities on YouTube. That yeah. brought back some memories. It really did. Um, we really just looked it up because we wanted to hear how the guy said, fight, fight. And then it kind of, you know, YouTube these days rolls into video kept... after video. And we were like, oh, we should probably turn this off. And then we watched all the fatalities and they were great. You know, I've seen teenagers just watch people play video games. Yeah. You ever seen that? Like kids I, do that? I have. And it's insane to me. It's like, well, just I mean, right. play the video game, I guess. But then I was watching the Mortal Kombat fatalities. I was like, I, right, I, gotta go. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't want to do all the. I don't want to do all the buttons. There's too many buttons. It's always too many buttons. I'm tired. Mm. I am tired. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't know what else to say. What about you? No, I think uh, I think we covered it. So, um, we've got an Instagram. We've got a Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter. I mean, you should see the things that Albert's doing with the Twitter. <laughs> I have been, I've been, I've been, you know, pretty deviously snagging some new uh, followers. It's crazy. He got yeah. Nicolas Cage. Yes. Um, he got Seal. If you remember Seal, Seal from yeah, the yeah, Batman that was, Forever that was, soundtrack. That was a big deal, He's yeah. following Seal Don't Be It Even Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson. How could she not? She's following us now. After the Japan episode, how could she not? And, uh... That's it. Yeah, that's it. And the Scarecrow, the Batman villain. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's a big fan. He's been he's been he's been keeping up to date. He's like, I'm kind of an idiom, right? <laughs> right, guys. And we're like, well, we, everything really is, right? <laughs> yeah, that was that was nice that he sent us that private message. He's a nice guy. All uh, right, guys. Well, until next week, we're gonna have a big episode twenty for y'all. Yeah, if you remember I mean, episode ten, it was big. This maybe is we'll bring be... back the chicken bones. I don't know. We should definitely bring back the chicken bones. Maybe we should make spaghetti and meatballs. That's a great idea. Because early on in these episodes, we talked a lot about spaghetti. So Yeah, I don't want to forget that that's like one of our things. No, I won't forget. I won't forget either. All right, guys. Until next week, don't Don't be an an idiot. I make uh, the eyeballs. I make them from glass. I'd rather make meatballs. But nobody asked I miss uh, my restaurant In Old Sicily Where I feed dogs meatballs To stay friends with me Tony, you're killing me I've got 40,000 soldiers here without class size, you see. Some say that I'm a monster cause I taxidermy men. But I prefer a genius with a 20-20 vision. Tony, don't you cry. Just 